Welcome to Pure and Simple, a podcast from NCMPR that spotlights community college marketing and PR professionals. Hear from NCMPR members as they share their personal and professional experiences and tell stories from the field. I'm your host, Jeff Julian, a proud member of NCMPR and Chief of Staff at Harper College in Palatine, Illinois. This episode of Pure and Simple was taped live at NCMPR's District 4 Conference in Hot Springs, Arkansas on October 23rd. All right. Welcome to the Pure and Simple podcast, National Council of Marketing and Public Relations. I am your guest host, Matt Radcliffe. I am filling some pretty big shoes. I, I mean, literally, Jeff has some gigantic feet. He doesn't like people knowing that, but it, it's true. And I am really excited to bring you our exceptional guest that we have today. My first guest is Katie Norris, the NCMPR District 4 Rising Star Award winner for 2021. She is the Director of Marketing and Public Relations for Ozarka College here in Arkansas. How are you, Katie? Doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm enjoying my first conference. Your first conference. Yes, yeah, so far pretty hot. Pretty high bar. That's amazing. What were you expecting out of your first conference? Not flappers and gangsters. Not flappers and gangsters, but that's what you got. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> now that that's out of the way, I learned something interesting about you uh, as it relates to Ozarka College, where you're now the director of marketing and public relations. Do you know what that is? My first guess is probably that I keep a megalodon tooth in my office. You know, I actually did not know that, but tell me about this tooth. (laughs) Yep, uh, I love sharks. My husband got me that as a gift for Christmas. Um, Actually, one of our faculty had the megalodon tooth and uh, was able to help us find one. Sharks, huh? What? So megalodon is a giant shark? I don't know anything about it. Yes, so megalodons are the prehistoric sharks that... About 100 feet or more. Um, if you watch a couple movies, you'll get caught up. What's What's the best movie to start with, with Megalodons? I would say just start with Jaws. Jaws. Just just start with Jaws, the whole series, and don't stop until Netflix has told you there's no more. Okay. <laughs> I will, I will <laughs> certainly do that. So what I learned, what, what's another thing you think I might know about, about Ozarka College in particular? They're one of the most affordable. One of the most affordable. Yes. One of the most affordable colleges in all of Arkansas. I learned that you were a student there before you started. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that, Um, about your path to and through Ozarka. I actually took the backwards approach that most people do. You know, I I went to the dorm first. Dorm first. At SVU. Then I transferred to Drew University. And then I found myself going to Ozarka. But, uh. Uh, let me tell you, I love Ozarka. The community there, that's what made me stay. Mm-hmm. So what what was it about the university versus the community college that made you go from a university college, a university college, a university to a community college? Because that's the backwards approach you're talking yeah, about. Right? Um, honestly, just recognizing that the education that I'm getting is just as quality there <laughs> as it was at SBU in the dorms or jury, honestly. And what was your major? Um, my major was business, and then I got an associate's in general education as well. Nice. I also hear you're a good photographer. Where'd um, you learn that? Well, I'll have to mention this, but 
my grandma at 11 years old. She was a jack of all trades. She was a professional photographer herself and got me, got that fire sparked in me. That's amazing. What What's one big thing your grandma taught you about photography? Don't ever get burned out. Don't ever let yourself fall out of love with it. Fall out of love with it. Yeah, don't ever fall out of love yeah. of the things you love. Yep. <laughs> That's hard to say. It is well, hard to what, say. She's a wise woman, but... Yeah, what, what's your trick for doing My trick? Um, honestly, I have a great team, and sometimes I will run myself a little too ragged, and that's where I have a wonderful supervisor who will reel me back in and just remember and take you know, your weekends. Work's still going to be there the next day. That's correct. Finding the right priorities. So that work-life balance, finding the right priorities, looking for the right projects, and pulling things on. Um, how has, has being a grad of Ozarka helped you market this school? I have first, first-hand basis experience, and I have many students who come to me, and because of that, you know, I'm able to really be on their level, and I do understand you. I remember when I was sitting in the same chair, and this happened to me, and, you know, I've been able to help these students through whatever process they're having at the moment. Amazing, amazing stuff. And I, I also, so you have a team, but you're you're a one person shop though, right? This is this is true. So I, I think this is a theme that we've been exploring a lot, at least at our conference, is the many the many hats we wear. Um, so you're a photographer, graphic designer, marketing professional, business stuff. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do? My favorite uh, is is the photography. The photography. Um, and really the aspect of getting out and meeting the students. Okay. You know, all of our students, they just know me as the camera girl, <laughs> but they know the camera girl is always going to be there. Yeah. There's definitely worse things that we could be known as than, yeah. than that, right? <laughs> yeah, I have the one, but, uh, but they know I'm going to be there and they can come to me when they have an event. Um, I have students who have events three months out and they come talk to me how excited they are that I'm going to be at their event. So, you know, just making those connections with our students on that level. That's so great to hear and such a wonderful thing. I think what I would like to close out with, though, is going back to sharks. I heard you had an adventure last summer, and that's what I want to hear about. I did. Um, Y'all should probably go watch some Jaws before I tell you about this, but I went swimming with the sharks. Swimming with the sharks. Yes. So they have an aquarium up in Springfield, actually. I'm hoping next time will be a free dive. This one was a caged dive. So that my husband knows that I will live through it so I can go to the free dive. Um, Yeah. So that being said, uh, they had some tiger sand sharks up there about eight feet long that we got to get up close and personal about two, two, three inches from right there in Springfield, Missouri. So how did those sharks compare with the megalodon? I'm going to keep trying to figure that out if my (laughs) husband will let me free dive. But I have to give an answer there about. 80 feet difference and 80 feet difference. Several, several, several years. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being a guest on this today. We'll have you back on after you free dive so we can talk about what those those sharks look like. I'll be looking forward to it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) On that subject of swimming with sharks, I think Kimberly G. Lesnar, our communicator of the year, can uh, teach us a little bit about what it's like to swim with sharks, not maybe the physical kind, but the the metaphorical kind. Uh, Kim is the vice president and chief operations officer of Tyler Junior College in Texas. How are you feeling after your big win today? I'm feeling great. 
Yeah. Yes, very excited. Not well, quite your level of excitement, but it's high hard. for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get there sometimes. I know I can I can be a little much. So I hear that you have a very unusual path to your current position. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got to be the chief operations officer? Sure. Um, technically, we had moved to Tyler uh, to retire. So we had gone for a wedding with a lot of Verizon, other couples. It was my first exposure. Tyler is three, four different, the two of them have merged. So it used to be four different institutions of higher education, several big hospitals, trained Delic. I mean, it's just a very, quite frankly, you know, diverse town for 100,000 yeah. in the middle of East Texas. But we loved it. And it was very I would say reasonable in terms of cost of living. Mm -hmm. And so several of us retired there and I thought I was ready for retirement. I mean, I was, I'm going to enjoy this two years. I was bored. (laughs) So I actually went to volunteer at a nonprofit and there was on our board, there was someone who had been an administrator at TJC. He's like, you know what? We could really use you at TJC. And I was like, Oh, I'm not qualified to be in higher education. He's like, oh, no, I mean, we could really use you. That sort of started the first engagement. So not not qualified for higher education. What what did you do before you retired? I was in the corporate world. So I had leveraged a bachelor's degree in econ. And, you know, because of, I'll say, excellent mentors along the way, um, exceeded any expectations that I had ever had. I made first gen um, to go to college. My dad did not graduate um, high school. My mom had a high school background, but college just was not in the cards for us. Um, I did get a scholarship. I went to University of Missouri and Columbia. And really my aspiration was, well, I guess I'll get, you know, to be a teacher. Because that was really the only role models I'd had in high school were teachers. And so that was really how I got, got started. But, you know, great professor at Mizzou, had my first Econ 101 class in a big auditorium. And I was like, I get this. I love this. Like, what can you do with this degree? Right. It's like, well, do you want to go on to law school? Nope. Don't have money for that. He's like, well, you can, you know, actually have a job doing economics. I'm like, okay, where? Right. Like who, who does this? <laughs> um, and so he's like, well, the Federal Reserve Bank or like the big three houses. I'm really dating myself now, but Chase Wharton or DRI. Okay. And he really helped place me. And so I parlayed a bachelor's degree and became an executive officer of a Fortune 10 company at the time. Oh, so to me, okay. that was phenomenal. You, you are burying the lead here. You became an executive officer at a Fortune 10 company. Yep. So one of the 10 largest companies at in the, the time, world. I think well, now they're in the top 20. Okay, you keep speaking <laughs> in asterisks. You ain't got to do that. We're all peers here. I'm like, you We're know, simple facts folk. and data. <laughs> so which company? Verizon. Oh, little old Verizon. What What do we know about that? <laughs> so what did, you, what did you do for Verizon? Basically, um, marketing well you know in a and we talked a little bit about this in the private sector and the corporate world marketing is not buried deep down marketing and sales really um, I'm going to say rule and so mm-hmm. you know I led marketing strategic development mergers and acquisitions for Verizon okay and that has no bearing 
on what you do at TJZ now? It does. It has oh, a lot of beer. I imagine that. The, but when the, someone first approaches <laughs> you, to, you know, like, hey, have you thought about higher education? No. Right. You know, you think of everyone having a PhD and doctor, doctor, and it's like, no, that's not me. Yeah, except marketing folks, right? Marketing folks deal with reality. We deal with numbers and, you know, yeah, absolutely. What, what things are happening. So I imagine that, that that corporate experience at Verizon really translates very well to TJC, right? Very well. What What's one of the, the biggest ways that you've seen that transference work for you? Well, I think, you know, just for example, I, before I got there, and maybe in other institutions too, I've come to know, they think of marketing as a department and maybe doing advertisements. Some expanded a little bit, and I mean all kinds of advertisements. So it can be social media, it can be print, um, it can be, you know, TV, if, if you're really lucky and have, have deep pockets. But marketing is really retelling your story every single day and keeping it relevant. Our institution is 95 years old. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good that comes with being that historical, if you right. will, in a community. You get right? a legacy. Oh my gosh. But if you don't retell that story, people remember what they first heard of. And so our community is really growing, it's changing. You know, our board of directors, seven of the nine, went to TJC. The TJC that they knew is vastly different from the TJC today. Right. And so when I first got there, I'm like, well, how many programs do we have? We had over 120. You know, okay, great. Does the community know that? I have no idea. Do our students know that? I have no idea. Okay. You know, how many students do we have? We should know this answer, right? <laughs> I'm like, yes, you should. <laughs> See, that's why we what need does data. What the community driven? think? Yeah. You know, and so honestly, um, it became very apparent that we didn't, we were not telling our story. And so it was considered a great institution, but it wasn't even scraping the surface of what the institution was doing for the community. Um, there are three education educational institutions in Tyler. We're the largest one, and no one knew that. Everyone thought University of Texas at Tyler. Of course they have more students. Of course they have more programs. No. 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 And so, you know, I right. think that's that's really important. And everyone is a marketer. That was the first thing that I changed. Yeah. It's like it's not a, the department. It's everyone. Right. And when you worked at uh, Verizon, uh, part, part of what you did was mergers and acquisitions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about how the act of doing those mergers and acquisition with Verizon helped with TJC's rebranding? Sure. I mean, look, you take GTE and Bell Atlantic, right? Those were the two mergers to form Verizon. Very different backgrounds. You know, one is a breakup of a baby bell and very regionally focused. GTE was actually national, but different strengths. Mm -hmm. When those two came together, you know, when you do a merger and acquisition, you're really free to reimagine, okay, what are the synergies coming from these two companies? How do we want to position ourselves? What are our strengths going to be? Where do we want to compete in the marketplace? Really, which sectors? So you really start from scratch and you say, okay, here's our positioning. We get to rebrand. Let's think through this strategically. Who are our customers, if you will? That was a tremendous freedom to think through. So when you get to TJC and you're like, oh, we need to rebrand. They're like, do we do this logo or that logo? I'm like, oh, 
<laughs> no, no, no. Let's step back. Right. Let's, right. let's rethink. Let's reimagine. You know, our our coming together and our telling our story fresh. How do we really want to rebrand? The big B of brand, as opposed to the little B, right? So beyond logos, colors, typefaces, let's think about what this really means for people, and then that applies to TJC. How? In terms of what we did? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we thought through our positioning, everything. So we thought through, you know, which degrees, we had not sunsetted even a lot of our programs. Mm -hmm. And so which are our halo programs? Which are the ones that we're really known for, really good at? Which are the, and we don't have to do a lot of enrollment pushing for those, right? I mean, they're truly our halo programs. Which are the programs that, quite frankly, we could sunset? Um, so that was an aspect, thinking through, are we only going to serve, we have a tax district, we have a service district, how do we really want to approach all the constituents? We have internet, we have 12 sports teams, so we have 12 athletics teams, we pull internationally, how do we want to leverage that going forward? You know, all those aspects allowed, we were allowed to think through. That's amazing, because speaking of like the academic side, of colleges where it's all PhDs and all those kinds of things. I think that the first thing that people think of is that visual brand. So being able to unfold that onion a little bit with those folks and tell them, hey, there's more to this than meets the eye uh, and more power we can leverage from that is just really powerful stuff. Does TJC have a culinary arts program? We sure do. That's one of our newest programs. Yeah. I hear that you... Um, might fit in well with that culinary program. Is that true? He has not given me a chef's hat yet, Yeah, um, but I'm working on him. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about that. I want to hear. Um, you know, in the corporate world, you, you do sort of, um, unlike higher ed, it is a little bit more, I'm going to say, high pressure. Okay. You do work 24-7 or you're expected to work 24-7. So there's not a lot of downtime or really an opportunity to get away and relax mm. unless you take a cruise and you're totally not available. Or for <laughs> me, you know, um, giving a dinner party and planning the meal from start to finish. And I'm talking about like a gourmet meal where I had to research. I had to research terms. Did I have the right pot? What are these spices? What do they mean by braising? What am I talking about here? But that was the only way for me to really relax. I mean, if I had a dinner party from grocery shopping to after it was over, it's like my phone, my computer stayed docked. And that's the only time I really stood down. And you're retired, right? So you need time to to make for yourself and all that. Well, no, that didn't work out well. Remember, (laughs) I got bored. (laughs) That's right. So it's like a (laughs) pseudo-retirement. It's just enough for me. What more could you ask for? Well, Kim, thank you so much for joining us on the thank Pure and Simple Matt. podcast. It's been my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll see you around some more. We're going to pull you back in. And next time I'm in Tyler, I'm, I'm self-inviting to a dinner party. Absolutely. Sounds uh, good. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in to my guest run as host of NCMPR's Pure and Simple podcast. I'm Matt Radcliffe, District 4 Director and the digital strategist at Pikes Peak Community College. Here and Simple is presented by the National Council for Marketing and Public Relations, an organization for marketing and PR professionals at the nation's two-year community colleges. For membership information, visit ncmpr.org. 
And don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, and review Pure and Simple wherever you get your podcasts.